Hello and welcome to Elevate. I'm Randy Taylor. Thank you so much for joining us again here today. Elevate is a show bringing you in-depth interviews with top experts in the world of human potential and behavior, health, and much more. My hope is that you'll take what you learn on this show and really do something with it. Today, there's a huge burden on our healthcare system. I don't have to tell you, just treating the people, keep in mind, who are already sick. And the need for preventative health measures has become self-evident. In Canada, those who are overweight and obese now make up 65% of the population. That, along with the poor quality of our food, the toxins we ingest every day, is leading to a major increase in disease and health conditions. It's not about being skinny, but about being healthy. Today's guest will tell you that I was her first interview 21 years ago when I was on radio in Toronto. Since that time, she's written five national best-selling books on health and nutrition, founded a chain of health and weight loss clinics, has appeared in media from coast to coast, is the nutritional expert on CityLine with Tracy Moore, has helped tens of thousands of people regain their health and vitality, and became my best friend, wife, and mother to our kids. I couldn't think of a more qualified person to talk about getting healthy than our guest today, Dr. Joey Shulman. Of course. Okay, so listen, as you know, I start off all of my interviews and have for many, many years uh, finding out, you know, it's it's great to hear the message, but to learn first about the messenger. So for you getting into this career and into this field, the backstory, how did this all happen? Yeah, I think it's always been there. Um, when I was a kid, I was fascinated by fresh herbs and food and how food made me feel. I certainly, I did not come from a vegetarian, holistic household. God love my parents, but... Um, I was drawn to it and I was drawn to things that had to do with nature. And then I think that as I became a vegetarian when I was young, I self-declared when I was young, I wanted to be a vegetarian for health reasons and animal right reasons. Um, I just became more and more drawn to it. And um, as I started to become a chiropractor and then became a chiropractor, I was doing nutrition in between clients for free. And I was seeing people on the weekends for nutrition. So I had that aha moment of like, wait a minute, maybe I should do this. Um, and I'm as in love with it today as I was literally 30 years ago. Always fascinated by, you know, that, that as you say, that aha moment for uh, for people. I mean, back in the day, you, you became a vegetarian at age nine, uh, more than a couple of weeks ago when it wasn't exactly uh, totally in vogue and, and, and your parents went along with it. Looking back now, uh, easy to you know to paint the lines and leave the the kernels of corn along the way, but uh, that really obviously painted that that forward vision that this was really something that you you wanted to do and you love to do, right? Yeah, I think it really did. And what happened is I became a vegetarian, and everybody sort of like the things that I'm using for work today are things that I used to get made fun of when I was younger. Everyone thought it was a little bit fringe. Um, but absolutely. And then when I've been writing about gut health for 30 years, if you go back to some of my old books that are, you know, from 2000, I'm talking about gut health and gut lining and your gut is your brain. Nobody wanted to talk about that at that point, but, um, thankfully research has caught up and, um, now we're able to bring this to the Canadian population. 
So your your approach to this, I mean, you're you're in the health and you're in the weight loss uh, business as well. And, you know, there's so many images that, uh, you know, that people are faced with every day on Instagram and magazines and media and everything else about how we're supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are focusing on the aesthetics of that. But your approach is is pretty different. Uh, what is your you know philosophy about getting healthy and, you know, in the interim, actually losing weight? Well, you know, food isn't, as you know, we talk about this at home, food isn't like medicine. It is medicine. And our food chain is really not great in North America. And I'm in the nitty gritty of it, right? Three days a week, I'm full on with clients. And so I'm seeing things like non-alcoholic fatty liver was huge now, PCOS, obesity, inflammatory markers are up. Um, People are overly medicated for things like pain, for mood. Uh, Anti-anxieties are huge these days. Now, I'm not here to take anyone off medication, but I'm here to talk about root cause and what can we do to make people feel their very best naturally. And it's unbelievable when you change their diet, literally for two to four weeks. And sometimes it's as easy as me saying, can we take gluten and dairy out? Can we just put you on a multivitamin and hydrate you? Four simple steps can have a dramatic shift. Oftentimes it's more complicated than that, but people see like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel. I know that uh, you know a lot of what you focus on and trying to get people healthy, and I you know watch you on City Line, and I see the blogs and articles you write, and uh, and and the rest of it. A lot of focus uh, in, in in our house as well. Our daughter is celiac, so the focus on gluten uh, became very natural. You're very gluten sensitive, so you really can't eat gluten because it makes you feel sick. Right. Um, what, what's going on with you know with the grain in this country? It wasn't like that before, and and people are not having those kind of conditions in uh, in Europe today either. Right. So that's the most interesting thing that you say is I wasn't gluten sensitive. Like when we first met, you saw me. I could eat gluten. I didn't have the reactions, and now I'm incredibly gluten sensitive. I would love not to be. I'd love to be able to go out and have a pizza like some other people. Tons of my clients are this gluten sensitive. Faith is celiac as well. Do I think a genetic switch got flipped on in faith because of environmental stuff or I do. So I think that we all have to think of our health like a bucket. And unfortunately our toxic load or toxic bucket for a lot of people gets too full and then it tips. And when it tips, a something can be given expression, a genetic expression. So for me, it's, it's gluten sensitivity. For faith, it's full-on celiac. For some people, it's joint pain. For some people, it's brain fog. For some people, it's digestive. And so we want to really look at the quality of our food. And we know when it comes to grain, our grain in North America is really heavily sprayed, more so than Europe. And the grain here is literally completely different than the grain in Europe. And that's why so many people will say to you, well, when I went to Italy, I was fine. Well, it's a completely different sort of grain. So, you know, getting up to speed on glyphosate, which is a huge topic, but a lot of people don't want to hear about uh, regenerative farming or glyphosate, but they do want to eat healthy food. And so we do have to be informed about what we're eating and what we're feeding our kids as well and and our cleaning products and in our beauty products too. I've been, you know, following so many people online, you, Dr. Zach Bush, so many other people about uh, about the quality of our food and health. And, uh, you know, obviously because of our daughter who's become celiac and uh, your intolerance to it as well. And when you really drill down and find out what has happened to our food, 
that virtually everything that's on the store shelves, you know, save the organic vegetables and things, um, are are genetically modified. And what I came to learn in that is that by being genetically modified, the plants were able to survive. So the corn or soybean or whatever was able to be sprayed by glyphosate, yeah. which Monsanto is, has has been in, you know, thousands of court cases for uh, for cancer that it's caused. Right. Uh, the plant can drink this poison. The you know the glyphosate kills everything around the plant, and then our kids eat it as breakfast cereal. And you know we're having all this intolerance to it, uh, and these problems. Do you think that the day will come here in North America, like in Europe, that we will say enough is enough? We yeah. can't continue to do this. This is making people too sick. Yeah, it's coming. One by one, countries are banning glyphosate. So I, I don't know why we're so late to ban glyphosate, but it's coming for sure. Um, you know, our next pandemic, our next um, big health crisis, 100% is autoimmune disease, is chronic illness and autoimmune disease. I, there's something called PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so when I started 20, 25 years ago, I would see, you know, maybe one or two a month. I bet you I have four a week right now of women coming in with PCOS. So now it's estimated that one in 10 women have PCOS. Well, we have to sort of say why. We're now seeing Alzheimer's, the beginning of Alzheimer's in 30 and 40 year olds. We have to say why. This, I mean, this no question is something that <laughs> it's not completely, you know, on the radar. Inflation is, the war in Iraq is, you know, whatever the, the latest mass shooting is, it ends up being the, the focal point of the media. But for people that are listening right now and saying, yeah, you know what, I, I, I'm tired all the time. I feel bloated all the time. My knees hurt. Uh, all of these things. What things can the individual do to start to turn the tide for their own health? You know, there's a lot of simple steps that you can do, and I don't want people to feel overwhelmed. Um, drink more water. Um, check out the Environmental Working Group. They have a list of the dirty dozen versus the clean 15. So, you know, the dirty dozen, those are the fruits and vegetables you want to try and buy organic if possible because they're more heavily sprayed. Um, have a little garden at home. Just eat plants. Like, just basically eat as many fruits and vegetables as you possibly can we know that a diversity of plants really improves gut biome. Um, watch things like refined flours and sugars. And if you suspect a food irritant, like let's say you suspect, she might be right, I might be sensitive to gluten. Take it out, don't reduce it, it won't work. Take it out for a four to six week period. One of the one of the things that I've heard you talk about uh, for for decades with uh, with you know with clients with patients is saying that if you can't see yourself doing whatever you're doing right now in this in this you know change in diet and nutrition for five years, don't do it. Right. Explain that. It has to become a behavioral shift, right? If you're going to do keto for four weeks or or three months and you're not sustaining that behavior, it's not gonna improve your health. And the consistency of healthcare steps is what we need. Uh, so things that are overly radical, first of all, they make people feel bad. Like a lot of people in my clinic have gone on crazy low calorie or injection diets and they gain it back and they don't, it hurts their confidence to be honest. So we wanna really take your time, 
make some small sustainable steps because small steps become big steps. And so, you know, try a couple of things on for size and see how you feel. But um, yeah, I would literally, if you think that behavior, like if you're going into a diet and, and thinking, oh, I can do it for six months, don't do it. It'll backfire. Again, you know, with the entire world and the industry looks at this and they want to look at the number on the scale and see that number go down and that's success. When you when you meet with a, you know, with a new a new patient, what kind of you know, what's the conversation that you have with them that goes far beyond, you know, the how this is really impacting their life on a day to day basis? Well, so integrative practitioners or holistic practitioners like me, we do a very long health history. And the reason is it's every new person is a new puzzle. We have to put the puzzle piece together. And so with that health history, we're asking about everything from like cleaning supplies to uh, of course, past illnesses, past traumas, stress levels, energy levels. That helps us sort of understand like where is where are the gaps? And so once we figure that out, then we can implement a proper schedule of eating and perhaps supplementation that can serve them best. Everybody is bio-individual, everybody. So what's good for you might not be good for me. Some people, we go, they go get their genetics done so we can know a little bit more about their genetic predisposition. You know, Faith and I had to do that when Faith was so sick and it was really helpful information. No, I'm not saying everybody should do that because sometimes it's not good knowing your genetics. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, sometimes always, uh, you know, pretty good to uh, to see what's what's coming down uh, down the hallway. Yeah, well, yes, but your genetics doesn't mean it's coming down the hallway. It's your epigenetics that will turn the switch on. So if someone were to get their genetics done, it's the epigenetic switch, which means your lifestyle, your stress level, your environmental and toxic exposure, your food. So just because it's in your genetic footprint does not mean you're going to give it expression. That's the most exciting part of research right now is that you can change your genetics. Like how exciting is that? You can change the, no, you can change the ex expression of your genetics. Right. When you, when you look at the healthcare system today or the, you know, the, the amount of illness uh, that you're seeing, even for you relative to 20 years ago when you started doing this, uh, if you were to, you know, be talking to government uh, and saying, you know, where are we going with this? What is the future of healthcare in this country? We're currently spending about $320 billion a year trying to, you know, take sick people and, and make them well again, as opposed to trying to keep them well before they get sick. So what, what would you say about the importance of, you know, really getting in front of this and starting to, you know, develop programs and services and the rest of it for the population to prevent them from getting sick? Well, I think it takes education. I think it takes accessibility as well. Um, I think, you know, if I could wave my magic wand, which is I think what you're asking, I think if the government could really look at the toxic load on our food system, I think if we could make healthy food available for every socioeconomics level, um, and then education as far as healthcare, I'm amazed what people are eating and aren't aware of. The, the effects it has on their body. Refined flours, sugars, chemicals, if you're not eating fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and proteins, and you're not buying certain brands, it's in your food. And so I think the more we can educate the public on how they can make baby steps to health, um, it's tricky. I mean, food cost is so elevated right now. 
Um, but I also think a lesson on how to eat as we age. I think, you know, I, I, I see a lot of women pre-hysterectomy and post-hysterectomy and their metabolism changes like that. And there's certain ways that we have to teach them to eat after they've had that hysterectomy because they're thrown into immediate menopause. That's really helpful to them. So I think, I do think natural healthcare is getting more and more research dollars and attention um, and it's catching the eye of the government. And I think it's only going to continue to grow. All right. That's uh, that's excellent. What, what I'd like to do with, you know, with all my guests is uh, give uh, give some takeaways. The philosophy and the discussion and everything is great. But to be able to say, here are some things you can try. So could you give people, you know, two or three things that they could, uh, you know, apply to their own lives to try and, you know, stem the tide of perhaps some of the conditions that they're suffering from right now? That's a good question. So I think that um, manage your blood sugar. I think we have a metabolic crisis in this country. And by that, I mean diabetes and heart disease and elevated cholesterol. If we learn how to, to manage our blood sugars, you're, you don't have to worry about your weight and you enter the disease prevention mode. So simply put, when you're eating, try and have PFF, which means either have protein, fat, or fiber. If you're getting that sugar spike or that or sugar crash at three o'clock or four o'clock or intense cravings, you're likely not managing your blood sugar. And just learning how to do that can change your life. Um, the second I think would be hydrate like crazy. So it's unbelievable how many people are walking around dehydrated, brain fog, um, it's, it's impacting digestion. Uh, and the third would be to remember your gut has 75% of your immune system is in your gut. Take care of your gut. So if you want to heal this whole body, we have to focus on that master system of your gut. All right, some great advice, uh, great uh, great tips. And uh, these are you know tips that I hear around our house all the time. So probably well worth, uh, well worth taking. Uh, if people are looking to, uh, to reach out to you, contact you, if they have questions, where, uh, where can they reach you? Um, if they go to drjoey.com, D-R-J-O-E-Y.com, or they can go to shulmanweightloss.com um, or Instagram at Dr. Joey Shulman. All right. Amazing. Thank you so much for uh, for doing this. W what do you want to have for dinner? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Probably vegetables. We'll, uh, we'll figure that out. Thanks. All Thank right. You. All right. Take care. She really does know what she's uh, talking about. Thank you very much to everyone for uh, for joining us today for uh, Dr. Joey Shulman's uh, appearance here on the show. And for everyone at Elevate, thank you. Have an amazing day and be well.